Hey guys, and we are back with Quarantine and Podcast. This is episode 5, and we are talking about traditional bias, relationships, relationship scenarios, and biases. Yes, honey. So, I have a three-person interview joining me. The episode is roughly going to be about an hour and 15 minutes, give or take. Um, yeah, so, different interviewees, different questions. Some questions are the same to get a different uh, opinion or take on it. Uh, I have, as I said, no, I don't think I called the names, did I? Um, Asha, Robert, and Nikita. So Robert is actually a podcast owner on Anchor as well. He has a more sensual podcast, whereas he speaks about like sex and different things like that. So he's more open to those things, whereas I talk about other issues. Um, another person joining us to vent today would be Nikita. She owns Box Food Meal Prep on Instagram. Uh, B O X D. Food meal prep, P-R-E-P. So you could give, you could give her a shout out and yeah, see if you're interested in her stuff. Um, also too, don't forget to follow the Poultry Stop 246 on Instagram. Selling whole chickens at $3.70 per pound. Uh, homegrown to the bone, give them a peep. So you know what I like to do. I like to give a remake. And we can get right into the interviews with Asha first, then uh, Nikita and then Robert. I just wanted to remind you guys that I'm doing online interviews and they're not physical. I'm taking the social distancing restrictions very serious. And even though here in Barbados, we've been a little, um, we've got a little less, sorry. I am still very cautious. I wanted to let you know that there's going to be a delay, just a minor delay um, with the conversations. And I wanted you guys to be very patient with me, please. I wanted to also thank you for being loyal to me from start until finish and welcome those who are now tuning in to Time to Vent Quarantine and Podcast. I am very grateful and I thank you. So I just wanted to let you guys know how grateful I am about the delay and to tell you happy listening. And we are back with Quarantine and Podcast. As I told you before, we are going to be doing um, traditional biases, relationship bias. And day to day, I have some scenarios. And yay, joining me right now is Asha. Asha, how are you doing? I'm all right. had an interesting day today, but you know, uh, we, we're not hearing you too good. You can come a little closer to your oh. microphone, please. Yes. Oh, okay. we can better know. Yes. Um, I'm, doing, I'm doing all right. Oh, okay, great. So, um, do you mind if we just get right into it? So we could just start off with some questions. Okay, yeah. great. So, um, when I uh, did when you volunteered to be one of the guests on the podcast, I asked you if you had any restrictions, if there was anything you were comfortable with, and you told me I basically had carte blanche to ask anything. So, I yes, I decided to tackle your questions coming from a relationship openness kind of center so my first question to you would be do you believe that everyone should be monogamous or do you actually think that polyamory is something that is workable no not like monogamy i find it comes from a source you know as humans sometimes we can get jealous we get possessive of our partners especially but Mm -hmm. everybody's not the same and sometimes you know people obviously are able to have deeper relationships with multiple people than other people may, you know, because you know, yeah. you don't really have there's some people that you know aren't not really jealous at all, you know, just love to love. 
So honestly, whatever, like, you find where it's for you, like, is something that you should go with. So make a request. Sorry, I'm listening. No, um, monogamy, especially in our culture, comes from European culture. And, you know, buying into land after our stuff. So yeah. that's why it may be cool, you know, prevalent in the Western world. But you gotta realize, you know, cultures are different. You know, we come up with different systems, you know, to work for us. So whatever works for you, you do. Right. So I'm glad that you brought up the um English thing because my next question to you was, what? Uh, how do you feel uh, that we took on uh, English? Um, influence. Be it in the beginning, we it, technically we didn't have a choice due to slavery, but now with this whole thing about racism and the riots that's going on, do you think your personal opinion, and as I said in the podcast, your opinion is never wrong on this podcast. You could say anything, there's no judgment. So do you think now that um, due to the, the, sorry, the protest that's going on, the rioting, stuff like that, do you think that there is a change coming in regards to more black-owned businesses getting um more services more black-owned uh, companies getting used like products um we people gonna stop eating out at white-owned places we boycotting like you actually think that is going to last or you think personally this is something that just happening right now all right first i want to touch on what you said earlier up in the question about um how you know, we as agents have completely adopted, you know, the British way of things. Sure. Um, that's our thing as a culture, especially with people that have been so overbearingly, you know, pressed upon by Britain, so much so to be called like Little England or something like that. It's hard to shake that off, especially with mindset. And you go all like, really, it's not me. It hasn't really been that long since we were under British rule. And like, we may be, you know, the majority, you know, on the island, but yeah, <laughs> you got to admit that a certain type of person sets the trend, and then you know, there's always a sort of sheet mentality when it comes to people. But right. with this, um, you know, movement going on right now, I'm very proud of it. You know, I was, I, was, I actually like, I, I had a feeling something was like this was going to happen because so much, so much stuff is going on right now. That this, what you a, mean, a, a in boy- states? Yeah, and like over the world, you know, all over the world because like we like to act as if like it's not as bad as it was back then, but that's mm-hmm. a false consciousness. Like, like, like especially America, they like to feed you this idea of perfection that you we everything we do is right, and y'all should aspire to this. But mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's not. It is just marketing. It's pretty enough. I know all the grain that was underneath that. that fantastic campaign of a country, mm-hmm. you know, on top of a hill. You can't hide the people's pain and suffering. They're going to boil over and, you know, burn stuff. If it got burnt to ground, burn to ground. I don't My- know. Like, I would hope that he boycott. I don't, I don't know. Like, corporations are just so ingrained in American culture and they have so much control that I don't know that it may be viable, especially with people Poor people, you know, but like, right. you know, they did the um, what by boycott back in the um, 60s and 50s. So, I this is you mean, Rosa Parks? I don't know. Pardon me, you mean you said the bus boycott, you mean Rosa Parks? Yeah, right. 
know, sometimes these corporations are too large to fail. I mean, they will ponder, you know, to us and try to stay off, you know. The, yeah. The my, uh, sorry, I was I telling know. my dad that I, I am surprised that it took this long uh, for them to get, like, this uh, this angry. Like, from the time it was oh, with Trayvon, pardon me? I said they've been very angry for a very long time, but you know, the 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 opposition is quite strong. Everything you know is they get to a certain point, and then the government does something to them, you know mess them up. So it, whether it be Reagan or Nixon, you know, just building up the system to make sure they stay where they are. Yeah, I I I could. Um, understand and relate a little to what Isaiah is saying but I think the question that I am asking and everyone else is asking is like I don't want this to be temporary I don't want that this is happening and then you get a little fix and then it's like all right well this is fine let me move on because look at like the the mere fact that they're still rioting and now four black people were lynched um Mm -hmm. I could be wrong I think it was this morning it either happened last night or this morning like that is that's like a huge slap in the face. Like you rioting for this, and look what we can do now. You understand? Like it, so, I just don't want it to be one of those things where you it is like it feels so futile that you just tell yourself, you know what, whatever they give us, we taking. It's like when uh somebody somebody kill your family or something, and you settle in court. Like no amount of money is going to stop my heart from hurting me. And it's like I remember there was an assault case and. She was raped actually, and they took her. They took her um to he, They took the guy to court, and they they gave her money and like no, he didn't serve a day in jail. And I just don't want it to turn out to be a situation where that happens, because that's not good enough. I feel as if, especially with Corona going on, everything right now it is. Really, like, it's a perfect time for like, some sort of serious change to happen. Because I read, like, history. Yeah. I read a lot of, um, like, stuff. And a lot of the things that are happening, like, really mere, like, crucial changes in time. So, like, for instance, you got, obviously, coronavirus. That causes all this unemployment. People can't get enough food because the food, the food supply chain broken down because... All these companies are connected, and there's nothing in the cities for people to eat. People starve. Oh, the government is led by a narcissistic madman. They're feeding like nonsense in front of them. Is like, I don't know how I would feel as American. I mean, like, I'm looking at all this, and it's extremely entertaining. Even though you know it does have its um echo effect on us, it's extremely entertaining. But to really as an American, look at your reality and see this and know what sense is and keep on being told that nonsense is sense. You can break. So really, until I really hope they don't stop. They don't stop until everything changes. And you know why yeah. it happens at the end of the day? When they have to eject Donald Trump from office, they get it on camera because his dramatic behind is going to do the most I don't want to see that. Get it off. Yeah, I definitely 
agree with what you're saying. Right. He's going to be like the rating. He, he could be the biggest rating. Is that what he care about? You said that you need a lot of history books. Um, You've traveled before, like, to predominantly white countries? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to the US a couple of times. I so you the um the connection may be breaking a bit, so I you broke up just now. Yeah, I said I've been to the US a couple of times. You lived there or just visited? I've visited. Oh, I wanted to know if you ever encountered um acts of racism before. Well a lot of times I spent um, when I was in, I used to go to New York like the entire summer, and I was really young, so I'm pretty sure I was more naive to it. The last time I went was two years ago. I didn't personally mm-hmm. experience any racism because right. I, honestly, I was staying in Brooklyn, and I was staying like a neighborhood where bare Caribbean people live. So like I, like I would just good walking but you know I never got any nasty you know looks or like anything like that people always talk to me yeah. um they really liked my accent over there like, yeah I, I, sorry I don't think I ever spoke about my incident on um on the podcast but I was telling someone about it I can't remember who however I went to Turkey um oh. and I Went to use the bathroom, you know, in my blackness. And when I went to use the bathroom, there are about uh, roughly six Turkish ladies who were in the bathroom as well. So I am the final person to walk in because the door was already closed. So they were in there way before me. Freshening up, washing their faces, having a chat, whatever. And I walk in. And when I walk in, everybody just went dead silent. I mean, like, if a feather had dropped, you would hear the feather drop. And, like, the uh, fear just flushed through me. Like, they all went quiet and just turned around and looked at me and, like, had a, a real nasty look on their face. And, like, I just, like, stepped back and walked out. Like, and my mom saw me and she was like, what's wrong? And it was like, no, they just, like, look at me so weird. Like, I was, I didn't know what they was. Like, I was frightened to use the bathroom because in my head, how they look at me is like, if I use the bathroom, they're gonna lock me in there. I just didn't know what to do. And mm-hmm. I know that they don't like black people there. And that, that is the truth. And there's a lot of things that people don't admit about places, but they do not like black people. They're very racist. And there are some black people that died there, you know, due to um, mm-hmm. uh, racial violence and stuff. So when that happened, I was like, oh, hell no. And I went myself, like, I mean, yeah, I can I can throw it down, but I don't know if I can fight safe people. <laughs> so yeah, I, I left and like I I didn't even want to go anywhere by myself after that, you understand? So I I always like I like to ask people about it to kinda get um the idea of how they felt and what they went through and what it was thinking in their head and stuff, which is why I asked the question. But I mean, I understand where you're um where you're coming from with when you said like you only went to visit and stuff like that but yeah I, you know right new york now, is a very diverse city so i feel as if oh new york in itself is a covert you know underlying you know racism where 
they don't show it on the inside, but they show it in the mm-hmm. outside. Okay. Well, I, I guess that's not like too too bad if you get where you're coming from. Yeah. As it's not good, but at least it's not blatantly in your face. I hate you. Yeah. Go back to Africa or whatever <laughs> it is that they say to you. So, um, I as I said to uh, guys in the introduction, we have more interviews to do. So unfortunately, I can't speak to Asha forever because you guys know that I love to talk. But um, before I wrap up anything, I have two scenarios for you, Asha. So I want you to honestly tell me what you would do in the situation. And the scenarios are actually called, what would you do? So the first Mm -hmm. one we're going to do um, is, okay, this one is, I have two for you. So the first one is, how do you feel knowing a married woman cannot register her baby's name? Her husband has to do it. Do you think this is fair and should this law be revised? This is in Barbie? Yes, ma'am. This is, that was probably one of those laws I was put in place by some creaky woman and just ain't getting the back out yet. It needs to be changed. That's what's up. You know, that's just that's the law system, you know, because you really look at these laws nowadays and like be like, why, why is that put in place? But it's not as if it was put in place the other day. It was probably you know, put in huh? place five years ago. So I think it is extremely ridiculous. Because the thing about it is, if the woman is not married, she can uh, register her her newborn child herself. However, if she's married, the husband has to do it. I said, huh? No, I don't like that at all. Why we can't do it together? What happens if my husband is out of the country? So my child can't be registered to his ass, get back here? Or, like, come on. That's unrealistic, in my opinion. But I was speaking to my dad, and he said to me that these things come from a more um time with like when christianity was a more potent ingredient in a lot of stuff that was being done and government uh, I, I i still think that it's very ridiculous i think it's unfair as well like to depend on a man in that aspect is not i don't like that not one bit necessary that's that's also like such a convoluted rule like what the man needs to come and fucking do this Exactly. Exactly. The um the next one is okay. All right, this is it. Kevin proposes to Melanie in the mall they met at. She says yes, but later at home she says no and explains that she didn't want to embarrass him. Who was wrong? Is there is there a wrong person in that scenario? Is it, it, I feel as if it, 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 for you, you like, have to tell was, me. But no, was Kevin upset? You know, he got a was he upset? Was that embarrassed? She his feeling? Well, he was, he was em- she didn't want to embarrass him. So she said yes because it was public. So he's home going, he's on his way going home thinking that, yeah, we're getting married. <laughs> and when she gets home, she's like, um, so about that proposal, like, I don't want to get married, so no, but I didn't want to embarrass you, so I kind of get you excited for nothing. But I mean, on the mm-hmm. other hand, shouldn't he have known if she wanted to get married or not, if she was ready? Yeah, I know, I know, I understand what you mean, but <laughs> I'm just thinking about the scenarios, like, 
there will only be somebody in the wrong if Ke- Kevin was upset at her. I would say, though, in any case, if you look at a proposal to somebody, they have to be expecting you to uh, propose. Just don't do it out of the blue. Not like marriage, especially in 2020. <laughs> Wait, but you highlight the year. First of all, let me just say that 2020 is a doable year. So this this is a trial year. This <laughs> this has not happened, guys. 2020 is not real. Let me just go there. Yeah, but why you saying they married in 2020? Like you don't think people take marriage serious within this generation? Because I, I find a lot know. of people are getting know, like, No, I mean like how we are different uh, than our parents and grandparents. With you know, right. like, those are people they would stay together, whether it be for their like, family. Not like, you know, I mean like their extended family. <laughs> All the while having actual outside families, just stay married, make each other upset, try to put on this facade. I find young people don't do that anymore. And then marriage is a contract, real, really and truly. If yeah, you it is, it is. the other side, you know, the contract with the, the other um party, like how you can just find this and then expect them to say yeah, like you just I will say, Bella, you know, if he if you want to propose, you have to be sure. I think so too. I think it is a conversation. It's no question of whether it's a yes. It's just a presentation of this metal object that I'm supposed to give you. I agree with you. I think it's a conversation that you should have and with each other and know for sure, like, yes, this this is what this person wants and this is what I want. Because, you know, people, does I have encountered people who are in relationships just waiting till somebody else is single. Because they don't want to be single. But that's who they really want. It's crazy, but it's real. Well, single ain't not bad. You know, it's real quiet. You have to think about stuff and not be annoyed by anyone you don't want to be annoyed by. You, you sound like single. You single that. Um, that you're saying that, actually. You are? Yeah. You are single. Um, There are different types of single. <laughs> you are single and getting yourself together or are you single because you recently got over a relationship? Option A. Oh, you get it. You just said that this is not a real year. You feel like got somewhere Pardon me? I said you just said that 2020 isn't a real year. Right. It's got somebody but you. So then what about the people who are in a relationship like me? So that doesn't apply to me or that's just your personal take on everything? If you got your boo-boo-loo, I'm not happy that it's fantastic. <laughs> You are hilarious, but you actually, you got me laughing a lot. Um, I think that I like the ideas, like these takes, sorry, that you have, but I can't speak to you forever because I have the next link to send to the next person to get this party going, but I mm-hmm. want to interview again. So I guess we could talk about that more and we will set another date so you can grace the citizens um, with more conversation, <laughs> more laughs, um, and I no for coming on and volunteering. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. You're welcome. I miss you, my craziness. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
so have a good night and I will message you later and coordinate on another podcast. All right, no problem. Bye-bye. Bye. And we are back again with another interviewee. Um, this is actually someone who I've met before. Um, she is the owner of Box Food Meal Prep. So you can follow her on Instagram. The Food Meal Prep. You just you can spell, guys. You guys can spell. So Nikita, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am good. I'm good. I was supposed to have you on this podcast every since, girl. Yeah, Everything. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so as I said before, guys, you will have known that the topic is traditional bias, relationship scenarios, biases, and relationship. So um with the last uh the episode before the interview, sorry, before this one, we spoke about um a lot of racism in between uh culture, uh shock and takeover, um, a lot of experience I had in Turkey dealing with racism. So I mean, we touch all topics really on this podcast, so you never know what we might touch with this episode. So, um, Nikita, the first question that I have for you is mm-hmm. actually a scenario. So we can start off with this. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So every Sunday, Ryan's mother, Helen, demands he spends the day with her. His wife, Amanda, doesn't like the idea and prefers he spend the day home with their family. Helen doesn't want to go to their house. And Amanda butts heads with Helen. What would you do if you were Ryan? Oh, wow. <laughs> Straight out the gates. Straight out the gates. <laughs> <laughs> There's obviously a conflict between um, his wife and his mom. Yeah? Definitely. Uh, um, if I was him, honestly, I would try to get to the root of the conflict because in a way, I could split my time between my wife and my kids um, and my mom because like okay my mom wants me to be there with her like every Sunday and my wife and kids well my wife don't like that um, I would think that it is best for Ryan to I don't know kind of reach a type of compromise because me personally I would feel like once I get married and I have a wife and I have a kid and I have kids, my loyalty is to my wife and kids, to be quite honest. Um, I feel like right. that's the way it should be. But at the end of the day, that's still your mom. So right. he got he got reached some kind of resolve. Um it's really it's it's strange though, because like I would like to know like what is the conflict. Because I don't understand how you can exactly. get married, have wife, and get to the point where you have kids. And obviously, there's still an existing issue between um, your wife and your mom. Because I'm making a sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know why I chose this scenario is because this is something that happens within our society a lot. You, there, the mother doesn't like the girlfriend or the wife, but they're still in a relationship. The mother disrespects the wife in front of the son, and sometimes he does not even correct her. Or put her in her place and we we meaning me and you may not stand for that but we do know of uh, women who are in stuff like that and they don't walk away they don't uh leave they they t- stay intolerated and you know complain to their friend um about it and it's something i think happen is it's prevalent honestly like you know you i've heard situations of no i've witnessed situations 
where the mom doesn't let the, the daughter and she walking about in the house calling the girl a whore. Wow. And the son is just there like, man, why you don't behave? But no, like that's that's unacceptable. Okay. Exactly. I feel like, I feel like in, in Bayesian culture I've witnessed like mothers, especially with their sons, they tend to coddle their sons. And when yes, the son is like, <laughs> when the yes. son is an adult now, it's kind of like it's a weird relationship between him and his mom to the point where he would rather his mom continuously disrespect the um, woman that he's with rather than to stand up to his mom, and that's not fair to the women that you're with. Nope, it isn't. But it's also made me wonder: like, is the coddling giving them like a la- a lesser backbone? Like, you, I don't know. I don't want to say it's a man up because I hate that statement. But mm. like, what is it that you can't? Like you calling out your mom on both should not doesn't mean you don't love her. It doesn't mean that you don't um respect her, but right is right and wrong is wrong. And I would like to think that as a parent, you raised me to be fair, not to be biased. I agree. I agree. Like a lot of times I feel like the relationship, the coloring of the relationship, um, makes men, I don't know, afraid to stand up to their mom. But at the same time, if you make a decision to go and get into a relationship, I feel like you get into a relationship for quote unquote the right reasons. So I feel like you should respect the woman that you're in a relationship enough to stand up for her, even if that means that you kind of gotta like put yourself in an uncomfortable position when it comes to your mom. But at the end, they let you say right is right. The um, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned having respect because these are the, these men who will let their mom disrespect her and still little next to her on the night are the same men that are going on and cheating on women as well. <laughs> but this yep. is uh, from, from from the woman's perspective, the woman who's in a relationship with a gentleman. I d- is it that she stayed throughout this disrespect because? For me, I don't think that would be like a best case scenario. Because if like if your mother continuously dis- disrespects me, yeah, I don't think we would have reached right. the point of being even married and having children. Because I would. That's what to- I'm saying. Yes, because no, it would not work. Because nobody that disrespect me can't come to my wedding. That's yeah. number one. <laughs> so she ain't coming nowhere. So and you can got a problem because that's your mother. You gonna want she come. So you know what? We ain't gonna get married. Period. How was that? How was them? We're not getting married. So look, let me just cut this shit short. And we don't waste each other's time because it's not going to work. Your mom is disrespectful. She has no idea of compromise. I'm willing to compromise. And and I I can hear she telling me foolishness. And then to make it where she's trying to set you up with other women. And I'm telling you, this is an actual situation that I know of. No. No, Mm -hmm. that can't work. But since we are on this topic, um, another question I have for you. Um, I actually have this for a male and female point of view. So you are the first person answering. What are mm-hmm. your thoughts on living with someone before marriage, and also your thoughts on sex? Your thoughts, sorry, on sex before marriage. Um. <laughs> All right. Let me answer the second part of that question first. I feel like <laughs> the type of <laughs> I feel like the type of um world we're living in right now i feel like everybody happens yes. before marriage like i think that's just right. a thing to the point where if you're like no i'm saving myself to marriage save myself from marriage sorry people be like what what are you talking about like, i am very like, guilty of doing that 
<laughs> it's a taboo. It's like saving yourself has become a taboo. Like yeah. it's weird. Um, I personally wouldn't and don't. Um, but it's a personal choice for everybody. Like I'm not gonna judge you. Well, upload <laughs> if that's the case. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that sex is an important part of a relationship. And I think that marriage is a big step. And I think that, I don't know, saving yourself for marriage is kind of like an outdated concept because we put so much weight on the value of sex these days. It's like, if you get married to somebody in the... Yeah, you can learn to, you know, have better sex, but, you know, that's kind of disappointing that you waited that time to have trash sex. I'm telling you, I am very vocal on things like that. And I hell no hell no <laughs> no I'm sorry and it, it's not to say that oh it's so important no it's not all so important it's important it's important <laughs> but it's yeah, not it is. so important and hell no no because I need, no I don't even have like I need to give a follow up just no that's the answer <laughs> hell no um what's your thoughts on living with someone before marriage I think it's essential. Or um, waiting until marriage to move in with the person. No, that don't make no sense. You don't really know a person until you live with them. I you think so? You don't... I... So, in your opinion, you aren't willing to get to know them while living with them in a case of... Like, you don't think kind of like love conquers all and it put conquers in inverted commas. Like, even if they're messy, you don't mind because you love them. That's not your take. But now, how do you know you truly love some someone if you don't like live with them? Like a dynamic of a relationship does change. Like yeah, a dynamic of a relationship changes. I believe when you live with somebody and you're with them every day and you see them every day and you wake up next to them, you go to sleep next to them, like all of their like, you know, like little things you probably didn't notice before you might notice while living with them and sometimes people do bring it up and yeah like little um i don't want to say idiosyncrasies. i don't know <laughs> little things about the person's <laughs> you that you probably wouldn't have noticed before you start to notice when you live with them and like right. okay you might bring it up today and the person will be like oh, oh okay cool cool if that bothers you i'll try to work on it and as time goes on it's like it's not changing so what are you gonna do then and it like really bothers you to the point where you start to look at the person differently mm-hmm. me like you mind turn yeah that's what i'm saying like suppose you mind turn and like look suppose that makes you fall out of love with them but so for you <laughs> what would that thing be like because for me is if you leave a shit stays in the toilet like Bro, no, I, no, I oh, like this could be your house and you have to leave. Um, Bible, like, nah, hell no, I hate that shit. So, like, for me, that's a, I think, like, not be, like being nasty. I don't mind messy, I don't mind careless, but you see, don't write nasty, uh uh-uh. uh, dishes in the sink. You will <laughs> eat up that same dirty plate, baby boy. I'm telling you. Don't play with me. That's utterly nasty. That's that's like a pet peeve. Like leaving things in the sink <laughs> or like I, I, I have a brother and I live with a brother. So you see that whole thing with like leaving the toilet seat up drives me insane. It literally let takes two seconds. But <laughs> no, let me tell you a story. Like every time I say when this, I laugh at myself. I'm more. I live with my little brother. Um, 
my aunt and my mom. So it's kind of like a big family house. So mm-hmm. we there's a general bathroom, and then my mom has a master bedroom. So only me, my aunt, and my brother will use um the bathroom in the general area. So it's two ladies, one meal. All right. So he bed's pretty late. I go, I get up. No, I wake up usually around three o'clock to use the bathroom. I need to be is I sleepy. I barely get up because if I don't get up, I can piss myself. I walk into the bathroom with my eyes shut because I got the, the <laughs> passageway marker in my head. Like, I just want to pee and lay back down. And if I open my eyes too wide, I can, can't get back to sleep because the light can bother me. So I just mm-hmm. got all these things on my mind and I'm just trying to get to the bathroom. Nikita, <laughs> when I sat down and all I remember saying is, oh, shit, because I stuck. <laughs> in the blasted toilet and I can see the water on my ass like I oh, legit no. cannot get up and I just say yo I am going to kill this boy he's not going to make it to 21 because I'm going <laughs> to kill him yeah I'm going to kill him like I had to get up I had to go for my towel I had to bathe my, I scrubbed my ass so much like, I thought it was going <laughs> to drop off I just like this water touch me I am condemned. Like, just throw me in the wharf. I am of, I am of no use now. I am dirty for life. I was so blasted, upset. Like, I just start. I just bring notes all over the house. Pull down the toilet seat. <laughs> Even in the kitchen, like you will remember to do this. Never again. It was an awful experience. So, like, when I did it, you know, the first question I asked is, "Do you pull down the toilet seat?" Because that can happen to me again. The fear that ran through me, like my heart sunk. You know, like, what is happening? And especially since I was sleepy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that was terrible. It was an awful experience. That That's was like, terrible. And so I think you're talking about, like, okay, suppose you get with a young gentleman now, and y'all, y'all in love, and y'all start to live together, and, like, little things like that. I don't mean like you would tell him about it, remind him about it, mm-hmm. and it's something that continuously happens. Eventually, you're going to snap. And that's going to end up in an argument. And then you're arguing over like you know, all the time. And then it's funny because you argue over the toilet seat. If you when you think math about it, it's actually kind of silly. But <laughs> the root of the problem is like it's the principle. You want to be calling down the toilet at midnight? Like, I don't want to be doing that. You know how cold the water does be, even if it's hot. <laughs> it's the principle. Nah. It's the principle. So your so one of your relationship deal breakers would be leaving the toilet seat up. All right, you got some. No, and I don't mean like things like cheating. Like we all know, but. It should be a deal breaker for some, but you know, some people would endure more. But I don't mean things like um, cheating or disrespect. I mean, like, as you say, a pet peeve. So, like, you know, some people can't deal with snoring. Mm. Um, for me, that don't bother me. Snoring is that's so trivial. Um, but like, as I say, nasty shit like that. Like, just keep the toilet seat down and like, let your shit stains be like missing, <laughs> like not there. Like, I can't handle that. Like. No, I've heard about women talking about and you can believe that I wash your shitty boxes and I'm like, bitch, you did what? Oh, no. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. I know we ain't talking about this man wearing a diaper. You gotta be kidding me. What are you talking about? You wash it up for the morning. Like, as a man, how how shameless could you be to go a shitty ass boxer and you just put it in the laundry? I know that like, you're I living can't... with a lady. Yeah, I can't fathom that. Like, I can't put it into my mind. To see somebody do that, that's that's disgusting. Or is it just <laughs> that's nasty? So I so what's your relationship deal breaker? Oh my goodness. I, I sorry, I just endure a lot. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. 
I always, I literally, I had this conversation with a friend of mine yesterday. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like these all, I, me personally, like, just always try to see, like, the best in somebody. I always try to look past that. Oh, no, girl. It's so that you just get get her a lot because that's a recipe for disaster. I do get her a lot. And that's because I I, I like and I love hard. I can't help it. (laughs) Even though I try to pretend that I'm hard and I got no feelings. Okay, I just want you to know that it's where the people can hear this. So now them know that you're a fraud. Now <laughs> them know that you're a fraud. Yes, guys. She is vulnerable. <laughs> Get her now. <laughs> oh, Before... <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you if you are single, no. Yeah. Or are you dating? So not dating, just single. I, I actually do not know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just here, you know. Like, I'll talk right. to people. Yeah. Um, you ever see those memes where it's like another Phil talking stage? <laughs> I feel like that's my life. <laughs> I, I can relate. I used to be the friend that literally was always available. Like, I always was single. I would never, ever, ever forget. I went to a Valentine's Day event alone. Like single and my mm. friends was there with their significant others. And I was mm. like, I am never doing this shit again. Like it was, <laughs> you know, you know the, the meaning of depression? It was so depressing. Like then they're there and they all cuddled up and boot up and I just like, yo, oh. why did I think this was a good idea? Oh, no. Why did I think this was a good idea? I have got to know. I still don't understand how it can be so damn naive. That was terrible. Mm. That was downright bad. Right, I have a, I'm telling you, I have another scenario. All right, so this is the second uh, final scenario. Then uh, I have one more question, but that doesn't fall into a conversation forms. Mm-hmm. I'm just um, letting you know how it goes. Okay. Um, all right, so the scenario. Jenny said no to a proposal from Sam, but she doesn't want the relationship to end. What would you feel or do if you were Sam? Oh, to be honest, mm-hmm. you, you, just got, <laughs> you just got to take that one on the chin. I feel like when you make the decision to propose to somebody, I feel like there needs to be a mutual understanding that the relationship is ready for that next step. Like, right. I mean, some people are naturally impulsive, and if they feel how they feel, they might want to propose. I said, marriage is a big step. You just can't be making them knee jerk um, decisions and thinking everything gonna go like. 100% as planned. Um, even if she don't want the fact that she don't want the relationship to end, it's not you, it's just a personal thing with her. I believe that she's just not ready to take that step. Um, that might cause um, Sam to overthink and make him think that she's not ready to take that step with him. But the fact mm-hmm. that she's still there and trying to be in a relationship with you proves for something. So I feel like in the future. Or even like right after she reject him or say that she ain't really about that right now, he could have a conversation just to find out where her head is at, um, to see how they could move forward. He could ask questions like, um, if marriage is something that is on your mind, is that something that you want? Is that something that you might want with me? I feel like them need to be the follow up questions, but I don't feel like he should, you know be totally dejected and go into depression and start to resent her because it ain't making a sense to do that. So, what about 
if the tables was turned, um, would you continue a relationship? Even like, is a relationship really over if the proposal is if the answer to a proposal is no? Because you, as you say, it could be a case where she genuinely isn't ready. So, like, right. if she's sitting and ready right now, do you think that it would have a chance if it was you in uh, the shoes of whoever? I I would think so. You mean that if I if I was in her shoes or in his shoes? Uh, let me put it that um, let me put you as Sam. Like, mm. I mean, as the, the yeah, as Sam. Like, would you be able to move on with it, or do you think like it's over because <laughs> if she already knows she ain't ever ready? Like, it's something that you could get past. Like, could you ask her to marry you in the next year, knowing that she said no the first time? Well. I, I because that's something that falls into it too because <laughs> she, she wants to get married but she don't want to get married right now and she's not going to ask you so like you want the relationship to continue but you have to ask her so because you she said no to you before you could get you could get it like in your system to ask her um to marry you again knowing that she said no the first thing so that's think. another thing <laughs> I don't think me personally if I was him I don't mm-hmm. think that I could ask her again I, that, that's just me because I would feel right. I, I would bad overthink it. terrible yeah, I, I would definitely <laughs> overthink it I would tell myself she's on uh, you want to marry me if anybody else asked her that question she probably would have said yes what is it that going right. on in the relationship that meant she's not ready at this moment I thought we was on and the same then you what don't I have that she doesn't want to marry me because the relationship is so good like you are really studying the fact that she personally might not be ready to be a wife because mm. a lot of us don't understand what that even means like mm. when you tell you it's not me it's us even though in a relationship it is we but it's a different type of commitment um Asha said before you came that marriage is a contract and it's true we, we're making yeah. a bunch to be together till one of us dies and that's <laughs> something that I like personally so like for the time I become a wife is not me, it's us. It is me and my husband it is uh him and his wife. So yeah. if she is not your wife, you can't blame her. But at the, at the same time, like it's a lot of emotional damage because he ready in his mind and she isn't. So I could I could wait um until she's ready to get herself together for me to do this again. Like me personally, I don't know if relationship will be over, but I don't think I will be able to ask again because it's like I just Cannot deal with being rejected twice. She, honestly, she will come and ask me because I don't <laughs> understand. Like, am I? Oh, I'm petty, but it right. can come across that way because I, I like what makes her still want to be in a relationship with me versus her not wanting to marry me. Because in my mind, I feel like that is the same thing. <laughs> I feel like that's the same thing. Yeah. So, what makes yeah. her want to carry on the relationship but don't want to marry me? Because like that registering like in my mind that won't be making the sense. Nope, no, to me either because it's like I don't know how people just do it. I know there were cases where people said no before. Not that I know personally, but there were cases mm-hmm. where people said no before and in my head I was like, uh uh-uh. uh, oh no, honey. I won't be asking you that again. So that's that's top tier rejection. Is that there are people that do that in in uh, public and the person says no. Ooh. I've Ooh. seen those videos. Yes. This is why I say that you need to have a conversation first to make sure that you guys are on the same page. Because, like you say, marriage is a contract, right? 
So yeah. even though I did mention before that people are naturally impulsive, at the end of the day, that end one kind of impulse um, decisions. That is like a conversation that needs to be had prior to see whether you guys are on the same page. And then you can kind of put yourself in a mental space. Okay, this is how I'm moving forward. Um, let me not ask the question or let me ask the question. But yeah, you definitely need to have a conversation first. You just can't wake or up like, and say, boom, I want to marry this lady. How do you impossibly buy a better ring? <laughs> like you, 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 you gotta be making some kind of hints or something. Like speak about saying. it, ask a question. Like you going on, I'm buying a ring and stuff. Like you impossibly was like, you know what? I am going to ask her to marry me today. I'm just gonna go and buy a <laughs> ring and come back home. I ask in the kitchen. Like you, there is no conversation, nothing. Like that's what I'm saying. That's something that pe- that men usually plan for. So I don't understand how you planning to propose uh, all these months and three months you planning to propose and nowhere in them three months did you think to have a question that you're going to ask to marry you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like thinking about it, it just don't make any sense to me. It will gonna be a case where impossibly you just ask me and you don't have a ring. Yeah. Because that's you... the only way that, that makes sense to me. Yeah, like y'all just chilling. And you know he asked you, um, you marry me? <laughs> Something like that, cause yeah, or we driving on the highway. It's like you know, I feel like getting married. You don't like it's gonna be something <laughs> like that because there's no way that you can possibly buy a ring and be like, you know, I what? Mm. The, they first of all, I don't know what I want to be with you if you impossibly ask me to marry you because you, I don't feel like you can make good financial decisions either. So, yes. due to my future, I can have to say no. Sorry, <laughs> but. <laughs> I am not the one for you. No. Uh, 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 no. So now that we get into the nitty gritty of that, <laughs> that that is not that's definitely not what I would be looking for. Mm. I don't mind um spontaneity, but not on not on the verge of impulsiveness. That is irresponsible in my opinion. Very and that's not what I'm in a partner. Um, okay, so the final question for you before I uh, get to the next interviewee. Mm-hmm. Would you take someone who a uh, Raleigh cat called you with intent to date seriously? Um, I've never. Let me just put that out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. That's a weird situation because, like, in Barbados, <laughs> men not get less. Let me a tone, girl. <laughs> Men that cat call you, they don't really do it in like a respectful manner. I don't think any cat calls mm-hmm. are like really respectful. So it's I mean, like straight being off honest, the there are some that are very funny. <laughs> As yeah. I hate to ask you, there are some that are yeah. very funny, but then there are some that really do not um, sound good. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, I crossed you. Are you listening? That that's no problem. Yeah, but yeah, some of them are funny. And some of them are very, like, borderline, if not very disrespectful. So I don't see myself yeah. telling myself, ooh, this um this young gentleman here is so in Swan Street with the cut-off shirts <laughs> and bass slippers. I might definitely um, risk that. Like, I don't see myself doing that. <laughs> nah, lady, bass slippers really take it for me. <laughs> oh, I don't see that happening. So that's going to be a strong and resilient no on my part. It never happened. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather people just 
do like how you doing 2020 and just slide into DMs or you know shout me yeah. on the off. <laughs> yeah, I definitely get you. So um all right, I I'm very glad that you came. We still have our own thing to do. This one it was supposed to be a video segment, but I don't want to say too much about it until it's actually finally. And mm. now that um Barbados is actually opening up, that is going to be even better to be able to do it. Um so it would just be a matter of finalizing and getting a I have a location already, so it's just a matter of finalizing and let me get this show on the road. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I I wanted to thank you for volunteering and coming on to, mm-hmm. you know, get to know me more and get uh, the steady citizens actually get to know you more and mm-hmm. for being honest and open about it. So, yes, thank you for that. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. You made me laugh. So <laughs> I am going to get started with the next uh, interviewee. Um, hopefully today itself I could... Uh, get everything on YouTube and get a link to you so you can hear yourself and let your friends hear and stuff like that. But for mm-hmm. now, I'm going to let you go so I can get the next interviewee on the show. All right. Thanks again. You're welcome. All right. Good night. Good night, darling. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back again. And this time now, I have the Bajan passion poet joining me robert how are you doing hey i'm good thank you for having me you sound good you sound full of energy (laughs) yes yes i i love to talk and i'm actually preparing to go on a on a um uh uh, ig live immediately after this so i'm all pumped up Oh, you butter. Okay, so I'm lucky to have you right now. So let me not squander my time <laughs> since I am privileged to be speaking to you right now. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm going right now, so I don't want to keep you long. So I promise you it will be 20 minutes. So let mm-hmm. me try to keep promise. All right, my first question to you. Oh, um, no guys, he actually has his own podcast. So uh, this is another fellow podcast that I have here. Um, in the outro, I'm going to post his information so you guys can have a listen to his stuff as well. Um, he is more sensual in his podcast, so I kind of directed the questions more on uh, gender and stuff like that, where I think he'd be more comfortable in that aspect. So, Robert, your first question mm-hmm. is, what are your thoughts on sexual gender switch rules? When I say that, I mean um, women being on top, uh, women being more aggressive, men submitting to women. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, I think that it is all all fair and love. Right. I have no problem with an aggressive woman. Uh, I will say, I mean, I I am a dom, but I believe I'm also I believe I'm a switch. Okay. So I don't have a problem with having an aggressive woman in in, in bed or otherwise. Um, I I find myself to be quite. Um, submissive to the right energy so i don't necessarily have a problem with that at all um yeah i don't really have an issue i think that i think it's good to have um i think it let me say diversity because 
the, the the idea that only men can be rough and tough and aggressive is far from the truth. And also, on the other hand, uh, that women that men cannot be um, romantic and softer, more feminine energy is also untrue. I am a poet. I live in the feminine energy. I love to create. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, yeah. you know, so I don't have a problem whatsoever with with that gender, with gender switching yeah. at all. Uh-huh. I, you are, let's say if there are 10 men I've talked to about that, you are the second person that said that to me. I've had a situation where oh. men would um, men would encounter women who are straight up about their wants and needs and, and not only sexual but you know emotionally as well. And it was a case where they were like, you know, I had to stop talking to she because she she talked to me too direct. I, I can't deal with that. Like, dude, what do you mean? Like, how <laughs> how how do you not respect her well, being direct about what she wants? Like, it just was a weird conversation. Well, I mean, I I can understand um, understand their feeling in the sense that I was married and well twice, uh, but my first marriage was definitely she was definitely direct. That is not a problem in and of itself, but who's wearing the pants? Um, I I I don't have a problem with you being direct, but I found that. She she wanted to she wanted me to lead, but then she wouldn't allow me to do it because she was too busy leading herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, which is it? So which is it? Do you want me? You want me to lead, or do you want to do it? Because I mean, you keep spouting the Christian religion, um, and it's the Christian thing of, and when I say this is where I want as a family, then you you have your idea. I don't have a problem um, with you being aggressive, but if you've said from the out get want you to lead, um, I think you should let me do it. Yeah, I think so too. If you, it could be a case where she admits that she's confused and she doesn't know exactly what she wants and she wants to try different things, then that's a different scenario. But don't say you want one thing and then when you get it, it's like, no, 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 no. I want this because where do I stand? It's confusing. So I get you. It is. Very, very confusing. Very, 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 very confusing. I don't have a problem. Right, so, I like. I have. I go ahead. No, continue, continue. I will just ask after. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, no, um, no, no, no. I was like, I don't. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I explained before, guys, about the delay with the online. Um. Uh, you you go ahead. Uh, let me let me. So hear you. sorry about that, guys. It's a little confusing sometimes because. You can't see the person to know they're finished talking and they're still getting used to the online interviews, so don't bash me, guys. I wanted to tell you that since we were talking about this, um, before you was Nikita, and I asked her this question because I wrote it down for you and her to answer to get a male and female perspective. So now that you, when you mentioned that, I wanted to ask you about this. What are your thoughts about living... And we're Hello. back. I'm so sorry. Um, the connection dropped. I had a call from a customer. Work never stopped. So before um, the, before the thing the um the link was dropped, I was asking Robert what were his thoughts on living with someone before marriage. Oh, I did not hear that at all. <laughs> it was just choppy <laughs> on my end. Living with someone before marriage, I am all for it. Um, 
personally, I got married as a virgin. I got married. Um, I went straight into living. Uh, I did the quote-unquote Christian thing. So yeah. I, I, but personally, I think I would have done better had I lived with her before we got married. Um, yeah, really. You're still married? No, not anymore. Oh, okay. Um, what age did you get married at? 23. Okay, wow. My parents <laughs> yeah. got married at 19, I think. Well, my mom was at 19 when she got married. I think my dad okay. was like 23 or 24. So, um, yeah. so you would do something different? What would you have done differently? Well, marry somebody else. That's for first. Um, that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, did they say that out loud? I'm sorry. Yeah. I um... like, all the shade. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. But other than that, um, honestly. Right. Yeah. Other than that, honestly, I was very, very wet behind the ears when I got married. Yes. Um, as a conservative Christian trying to do the right thing, doing the, you know, going, going anything I knew was church, school, um, and then work. Basically, I didn't have a clue what was going on in the world. And had I, <laughs> seriously, I, I, I did not, I did not have a fucking clue. So I would, I would have done things differently. If, if I, I would have, I would, I would have been a little bit more exploratory. Basically speaking, mm-hmm. I did not start enjoying, uh, I, I know there's not a sensual podcast, so I'm not going to stay too long on this, but I didn't start really enjoy, enjoying sex until I got out of my first marriage at 33. It's only at 33 well, that I decided, you know. It's that, actually that I, really important that you said that because this is something that I like to talk about, not like how deep you do it on your podcast, but. I like mm-hmm. to speak about it because there's a lot of instances where there are women who never experienced orgasm or never really like enjoyed themselves because mm-hmm. like they've got this understanding that like it sex is about for men and it's not sex is no, for, it's for both parties is consensual it's it for both it you to enjoy it's a, a way to combine um auras and souls and is it sex is very powerful it's not just about uh, liking it and getting it is a connection that you form with somebody, you know, which it is why I say like men and women should not just connect themselves with any person and, and go. Is like you should have some value to what it is that you're doing. However, everybody mm-hmm. is not going to see it my way because you know there's prostitution and mm-hmm. uh, strip clubs and all. And everybody does enjoy a strip club from here and there, but there's more to it than just sex. And it, be that it as is. it may, there are some uh, strippers who don't have sex with clients. So exactly. I, I don't have to, I can separate that as well. So mm-hmm. I'm very mm-hmm. glad that you mentioned that. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I am now, I honestly feel that I, uh, you know, you know, there's a saying, age is wasted on the young. People say age is yeah, wasted on I've the young. I've heard that before. And honestly, I'm like now feeling that I, I, I understand what uh, a midlife crisis is, <laughs> midlife crisis is <laughs> because I am like I I have all of the the I had at twenty, but I'm not twenty anymore. Right. So you know, um, I I I tell my friends that I I I I believe that uh, I think I do I think I do believe although I. 
and everybody listening to my voice, I do want you to be safe. But I do believe that your, you know, 20s especially is time for exploration and, and stuff. I didn't have that. At 21, 22, 23, I was a happily married man, got my kids, got my kids at about 20, 28, I guess, or so. I mean, you know, but it's only after my divorce that I was able to say, hey, there's a whole new world out there, you know, because I was so sheltered, because I was so sheltered as a youngster when my, uh, one of my friends gave me a big, uh, book the joy of sex as a wedding gift and honestly it gave me performance anxiety I looked at I looked at the pictures in that book and started to freak the hell out because I was like I can't do any of that because you're <laughs> it, it's like you're giving you're giving someone who is now learning to swim the um right. uh, uh, something to do with the Olympic medal trying to get an Olympic medal like, that's what it sounded like to me yeah. I'm like I know I know trying to learn to swim though. How are you gonna expect me to to, to well, laugh? Now you got me thing? wondering what's in this book. <laughs> like, how late is this book? Well, I mean, it is actually. I, I, I it is is basically a book of um, you know sexual positions and you know is um is like a a, a a mix, I guess, between the Kama Sutra and a, a book of psychology. It is. It, it has okay, a lot of. Uh-huh. You know, it has a lot of, of positions and tells you how to do these positions. And, and you know, I guess you, looking back at it, no, it's like from beginner to advanced. But when you are a complete virgin, I have never even vagina before. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was way over my, it was way past my pay grade. Real talk. So, you think that you moved too fast into like being married? Like without knowing yourself, because the yep. interesting thing is that before you came on, I was speaking to Nikita and I was telling her that, you know, being a like some people deny uh, marriage proposals because they are not they are okay with being a girlfriend, but they're not ready to be a wife. And marriage mm-hmm. is a contract, is is no longer I, it's us. Even in a relationship, yep. even though it's we, is a different type of uh, commitment. You know, this is to to one of us dead be married mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. commitment that's that's the contract so like being some people got this idea that you know we'll be having fun sex when we in a relationship with boyfriend or girlfriend we're doing you know we're doing this we're doing that but then for the time we get married that done like why it, i don't know why. Same people why is it over i never understood why people have been in a relationship for 10 years get married for a year and then divorce and break up what the hell happened in the year you was married that now you're well, done and it's not working I, I don't, I am not sure. I know for sure there's a different energy. I know being married, there is a different energy. Um, I remember my second marriage, I thought, I, you know, first marriage, I did the entire, I did the whole go up the aisle thing and we went to the church and stuff like that. Second marriage, mm-hmm. I went, I went to the court and <laughs> we, and we said, we said we're married, we're married already in our hearts, and the paper is just a piece of paper. But to be honest, it was not. It 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 did something. This even although it was, as you say, it's a it's a government contract. Real talk, mm-hmm. it's a government contract. But other than that, there, do, there something does happen when you have that paper, when you have that commitment. I I think that what happens is, I would say that in some instances, people get. Uh, I guess the, the 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 severity of it may maybe mm-hmm. um, 
maybe they are or the permanence I guess hits them and that's that's what makes people change I you know I obviously we can't speak to people in their individual uh, relationships but yeah I, I, I'm, but I'm a really general idea that has, yeah that something changes something has to change when I, I, I I'm not sure what it is that. But I, I, I can understand, but I, I can't relate. You know, obviously, I ain't married yet. But mm-hmm. I always wondered about it because for 10 years, you were good. And from the time you get married, then shit going downhill. I'm like, wait, you was together for 10 years. What What is, what's the problem now? Like, how? How one year of marriage and you, you filing for divorce is too much. Like, it just, it's not something I understand. All right, yeah. let me just move on to the final thing for you because I know you have something like eight and it is approaching. So mm-hmm. um, the thing, uh, my scenario for you, um, is Angelo was drugged and raped by a group of women after Ooh. a party. One of the women got pregnant and has Angelo in court. What steps would you take in Angelo's shoes? Would you want to support the child? Before you answer, I just want to say I didn't support him nothing. Hell no. You know why? Because if I, as a female, was raped and I got pregnant, I am not keeping that down, child. I am you sorry understand. for whoever this might offend, but that spawn has got to go. And for me, if I was in Angela's position, you were going to find she, honey. Hmm. <laughs> but let me tell you, I mean, I, I, I'm I, still processing that scenario. <laughs> I'm so yeah. sorry. You you flipping rate me and then won't put me in child support for the child. No, no. Uh, oh, definitely. No, 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 no. That ain't what I can do. Dying walking though. No, Dying walking. I didn't want to see that child. I didn't want support. And people gonna like, obviously got a lot to say, but the child is innocent. Yeah, it is. But look at what is a symbol of like. No, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people don't understand how traumatizing rape is, or even like molestation, fondling, anything like that. But to see, and there are some people who uh, get rape and stuff, and they keep the child. And you know, I ain't bashing. I ain't like all fun and Danny for you, but. Me knowing myself, I can't handle that. I can't look. I don't want to be reminded of something like that. I don't want yeah, to be like, oh, I don't know if I can handle it. Like, I don't care. I don't want to go through that. I don't want to put myself through that. I don't want to have to think about going through that. So, no. But what would you, no. you would, what you would do in Angelo's shoes? Truth be told, I think it would go jail call. I think she could, I might find she would beat the shit out of she. I'm telling you, like, that's the only right answer. That's the only right answer. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Murder. I'm sorry. You understand? Cause listen to me. If it's I, I, and this is this is slightly off topic, but I listened on. I listened or read rather on Twitter when the you know the couple of days, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe last week, when all of mm-hmm. these different women were saying you know their ages when they were first molested or something like that. That thread broke me. Yeah, it was very hurtful to read, actually. So I and 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 like um, and shameless plug. That's part of the reason why my podcast exists. Yes, I do a lot of sexual things. I do a lot of sexual pieces, sensual pieces. But it's beyond that. I want a space, or when you come into the wet spot, I want you to be able to be a play, be 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 feminine and be happy about it. Be know that you have a space where you could access. Um, um, show off being a woman and show off being loved on and uh, and appreciated for being a woman and without feeling without feeling objectified and then on top of that 
get like like I said, I know a friend of mine, so switching back now, I know a friend of mine who actually was raped in England and she did keep the child and the child is now like she's a young woman now and she's very 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 intelligent girl. But mm-hmm. I don't think I could but especially no, since I especially since um uh, it, it as a man getting raped he he you know i mean rape is rape is hor- horrific anyway but on top of him being a man and getting raped he can you know he can feel so much more even he can feel so much shame and then he ain't gonna want to talk about it just the same thing that what women have exactly. to go through no 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 yep. no I, if i find her she dead and then i go in jail Period. Jail pretty. <laughs> I will sit down in jail quite happily because I don't understand that shit. No. Mm-mm. Period. Yeah. I definitely agree with you. Um, Robert, it's coming at eight o'clock. I just wanted to thank you, um, actually for joining on. This is the first time we yeah. actually interacted outside of a Twitter DM, sharing information yeah. and posting off ideas. So, um, I actually really love your energy, and I really do think that I actually do want you to come up on the podcast, even if I come on yours. Like, I don't mind being a guest for once. I don't think I was ever a guest <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> I always I host well, so exactly this is the same for me. I drive in the back is- seat. Would be nice. <laughs> well, I don't mind. That's quite fine. And to be quite, and I, this is the first time that I am a, a guest on a podcast of uh, a anchor podcast. So it is actually hitting me like this is what the rest of people go through when they send them requests. You know, like <laughs> yes, I have a felt it yet. So hopefully, um, I get that that fulfilled in a moment that yes. I can understand well, what's going to be the seat. But we can talk. We can talk because oh, definitely. I definitely use more content. So definitely, we can have some con- some conversations. But yes, it's been awesome. I will definitely love to come back on. And so yeah, we can yeah. talk definitely for sure. So um, thank you and have a good night. Uh, send me the link to your YouTube. I just want to mention it on the outro. And yes. yeah, I, you can have a good night and we will talk again. No problem. All right, there. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. and that was traditional values biases relationship scenarios and relationships um i want to apologize for the minor technical difficulty we had and the break i had to take to do with some work but as i say work never stops and the hustling continues Guys, I want you to be so careful on the road, especially since things are opening back up and people are being more familiar with the road now, people shopping. Remember to wear your mask over your nose as well and try to take it easy. Um, I said I would let you know about the podcast for Robert and it is The Wet Spot um, on uh, YouTube, The W-E-T-T Spot. So give it a shout out and feedback is always welcome. You know what I like to say, guys. Be safe on the road and have a good day. Well, you know, have a day you deserve. Bye. Yay!